Hello, this is The Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. You want to put those hands together for Jesus? Good evening. Okay. Hallelujah. Okay, um, last week, or two weeks ago, right? It was two weeks ago we started. So who remembered um, how we started? We started with um, some definitions, right? Maybe definition of salvation, and, and we touched on some things. I remember saying that many times when we teach, when we look at foundational doctrines like this, um, we have we come away with a lot of questions um, because, um, um, like I said, in many of the churches we join, they always have, especially those structured and organized churches, they always have what they call foundation. Is it foundation school, or beginners class, or something, or membership class? And in those classes, they tend to teach um, the basics. They tend to teach the basics. I was in one of those classes before I was water baptized. I, I still wasn't born again. Remember. I mentioned that I got back water baptized before I was born again. Okay, so it, it meant that um, either I didn't listen well to the teachings or they didn't teach well. But whatever happened was that they were fooled and they water baptized me. So they were just going through the motions. And a lot of us have gone through the motions like that in church. So like the example Pastor Ferdy was giving, so when you get to campus and there's nobody to monitor you, you don't go to church anymore. There's no reason to go to church. <laughs> or when life hits you. Or when you come up against tough situations of life. And then I read on the internet recently, somebody, I think she lost, she had lost everybody in her family. And she was asking God why. Like, what did we ever do to you? What was our sin? How grievous was this sin that you couldn't forgive? That mother died, father died, all my siblings are dead, I'm the only one left. So she was questioning bitterly and asking God, why? My father-in-law passed last week. And many, amongst all the other things that people say, you can't question God. You can't question God. You know, things like, well, if it's God says it's his time, it's his time. <laughs> Foundation, when foundation is not in place, that's what happens. How many of you ever read that story in the Bible where David's um, first son from the Bath woman, Bath Sheba? See her name, Bath. She used to take a bath for people to see. Bath Sheba. No, not blaming her. Don't mind me. Okay. You remember when there was something very interesting they wrote there when the, the lad was sick? And um, the way they wrote it, they wrote it the same way, like they complained, this, you know, like, like God struck the lad. God was upset. So God struck the lad with sickness. And then David was praying and begging and fasting. So his guys were afraid that he wouldn't eat, he wouldn't bathe. And then the lad died. So they were now very scared. God killed him. And then they got up. And David got up after he found out the guy was dead. I went to shower. I went to praise God. No, you know what I'm bringing out from there? Whoever rendered it said, God, 
punished the child and then killed him. And then David said, the guy has gone somewhere. I will meet him there someday, but he wouldn't come. Do we even think when we read these things? Okay, let me leave that. So we're, we're still looking at salvation. Um, some of the questions, I know there were a lot of questions coming out the first day we spoke. Uh, we didn't have time to take some questions the last time. But um, I remember that we were looking at one stuff like that the last time about lifting, lifting Jesus up or something. And I didn't quite give the scripture for it. That was John chapter 12 where Jesus said, if I be lifted up, and then some people were trying to give it, you know, some other interpretation apart from what. Because they said the song is so sweet. How do we stop such song? Leave Jesus higher. Right? <laughs> okay. John chapter 12, verse 32. Jesus said, And if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men. Unto me. Now, men in the King James is in italics. That's because it's not in the original rendering. Now, they added men to give context and also to explain what they thought the statement meant. But I love the King James because they were sincere enough to tell you this is not in what not among the words Jesus spoke. But we think this is what he's talking about. He was talking about drawing people to himself. Thus, leave Jesus higher. Leave Jesus higher. But that's not what he was talking about. Because if you read the preceding verses, you see what he was talking about if you read it in context. He said, now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all unto me. No men. What was the subject of the preceding verse? No. Huh? Huh? Wow. You guys have. Hey, hey, Josh, please go to school. What did you study? Elect, elect. I can't be understand English. <laughs> don't mind me. Don't mind. No, no. Judgment is what he was talking about. Now is the judgment. So if I be lifted up, I will draw all. All what? All what? Bro, you know again. All judgment. It's judgment he was talking about. It's judgment he was referring to, not men. Hello? Are you seeing what I'm saying? You're not seeing it? Wow. I should come again. Okay, now that, in fact, listening, the next verse, verse 33 says, This he said, signifying what? He should die. What death did he die? No, what death did? I know it's judgment death. What death? The death of a criminal, a blasphemer, right? He was condemned as one who blasphemed. Wasn't that it? So he was saying that when I'm crucified, I will pack all the judgment that belongs to everybody. I will color it, swallow it. Not that I will draw all men. Don't take my word for it. Go and study it. Get your Strong's Concordance or Greeks, Greek um, New Testament words, Matthew Herrings, whatever. Get them out, study it. You see, judgment is not in that picture. I mean, men is not in that picture. It's judgment he was referring to. So I didn't give this scripture that day, so I just thought I would um, 
I'll bring it out. So every time you see the lift up there in this talk, or in John chapter 3, that's what he was referring to. He was referring to his crucifixion, the death of a criminal. Hallelujah. Okay, so we know that the name of Jesus means... Hello? Please respond. Help me now. Jesus, it's the, it's, it's the Greek, right? Yes. It's where it was gotten from, the Greek. What's the Hebrew? Yeshua. Yeshua, which is the same thing as Joshua, or Yehoshua, or Hoshia. It means Jehovah saves, or Jehovah is salvation. Right? Yes, sir. So that's, that's where his name is from. Yes. yes. Agreed? Yes, sir. So Jesus is salvation, or that's God's salvation. Okay, so today I want us to look at, uh, there's something we say, we say that salvation is a, is a whole or a total package. So I want us to look at that package, maybe lift out some of the things inside that package. Let's open the envelope a little bit. One of, I would like to talk about two of them. I know there won't be time, but we'll start with one. And you have, let's even begin to list the things in the package if we know. Number one, huh? healing, okay? Yes. Faith. Faith? <laughs> no, no, I don't need the board. Board, maybe for you guys, for victuals. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay, so, um, yes, deliverance, healing, riches, restoration. Wisdom, you know, there's righteousness in there, you know, there's, there's forgiveness. There's forg- so I want us to look at forgiveness and um, because these are some of the things that salvation bequeaths. They are inside salvation, so they are the things you enjoy if you have received salvation. Hmm? Hello? They are inside, so it's a complete package. So if you are, not if you are saved, if you have received salvation, all these things are inside. It's a package deal, okay? So salvation is a complete stuff. So if you have received, I don't want to say if you are saved because I understand that everybody is saved. Every human being on earth. I mean, you can pretty much find that in the scriptures when you read the Bible, right? No? Yes, you can pretty much find that, but it, where the difference is, is whether they have all received salvation. Yes, but everybody saved. The Romans chapter 5, please. Maybe I'm talking over our heads. You know, I always don't like to preach, preach at people. I like us to just... Um, Romans chapter 5. Okay. Okay. You know, the Bible says in Romans 3, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is through, through our Lord Jesus Christ. All right. Then Romans chapter 5, verse 18 says, Therefore, as by the offense of one, Judgment came upon, upon, to what? 
Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon unto did you see that? The free gift came upon not some. Right? Okay, let's go, let's go um, in the earlier verses of Romans chapter 5, um, verse 4. It says, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the for the read in your Bible. Is this six? Oh yes, verse six, sorry, verse six. For the what? Who did he die for? No, he died for the Christians. Right? He died for the... Please now say it with me like you are convinced. For the ungodly. So, who are the ungodly? For all have sinned and... All, not some. So the, the payment was for all. So everybody has been... Say it, be confident. Everybody has been... Everybody has been. Saved. You know what I said last time? Who remembers? I said, what's the difference? Yes, I used one word that Bernard likes to use. Consciousness. No, that's the difference. It's consciousness that makes the difference. The, the thing we say that I have given my life to God, <laughs> which is actually that we have received the life or the gift of God, the gift of salvation. So, um, is it that I went to drag it from him? It was given before Titus chapter 1. Ti Titus, not the one that sell 400 naira. <laughs> it's more than that now. No, nice. No, not 400 naira. Maybe on the mainland you see 400 now. I love <laughs> It's what? In VI. In a Balindi? 550. Depends on the size. Paul, Titus chapter 2, verse 1. Who's there? Titus chapter 2. Are we there? Yes, okay, let me read it. He said, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness, in hope of which God that cannot lie, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world. Then chapter 2. Ah, this one, will, this one will let you know that everybody is actually saved. If you didn't see it before, you see it. For the grace of God, verse 11, Titus chapter 2, verse 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men. Not some men. All, not some. That's why Paul said, Christ died for the ungodly. So he paid for everybody. People are just not conscious that they've been paid for. And the day you realize that you've been paid for, the, no really, the day you become conscious, you become aware of it, your life changes. That's why we established at that first meeting that it's not about confessing your sin. It's not confessing your sin that 
that makes you become, that's right. And then the Bible says, for by grace are ye, Ephesians chapter 2, by grace are ye through. So grace is what brought the salvation. Faith is how you appropriate it, how you make it personal, how you receive it. Because everything about salvation is of God. It's God's deal from start to finish. Romans chapter 1. I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ because it is the unto salvation. It is the power of God unto salvation to all men that for therein is the righteousness of God revealed as it, from, as it is from faith to faith as it is written the just no, to all men that believe to the Jew first and also to the Gentiles. Yeah. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. So it's all men. Hello? So who agrees that everybody has been saved? It's not a theological difficulty. Well, yeah, everybody has been saved. Is this still hard to receive? See, God is so magnanimous. That's what we'll be trying to push across this. Everybody has been is it, is it a difficult thing to accept? No. <laughs> because when you go to them, what do you tell them? Aha! That you are saved! <laughs> Hello? <laughs> 2 Corinthians chapter 5. If any man be in Christ, no, let's even go beyond there. He says, because God has given us the ministry of reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself himself not not what and has committed unto us the the word of reconciliation so how do you reconcile two people see the guy know the vex again no everybody has been wow. no you see heavy in some people's mouth <laughs> If it's still heavy in your mind, yeah, let me. Can you identify? It's English. Because the, the truth, the day I got born again, hmm? 23 years ago, I didn't do Lord Jesus coming to my heart. In fact, nobody said me, nobody asked me to do that. I prayed this prayer. Uh, forgive me my sins. I confess you as my Lord and my personal Savior. I received salvation. I didn't do all that. In fact, I didn't speak a word. But I communicated. You know, in, in language, um, I studied anthropology and sociology and anthropology in Uniben. One of the things we study in anthropology is language. In language, they say, in communication rather, they say that communication is 20% verbal, right? And 80% nonverbal or body language. But a lot of communication happens even without words. So, Hence, I was talking to somebody that could not be seen. My mouth was not moving. Just like Hannah when she was praying. The prophet saw her mouth moving, but heard nothing. When she responded to that, she said, no, I'm not drunk. I was pouring, I was. So that was how I got, I sat down and got born again. I sat down, but I wasn't there. As in, I went in. I saw the love of God. I saw that I had been loved already. That, that all these years I had been trying to earn his favor. I had had it. But they didn't preach it. Even, even at that meeting, it wasn't preached. 
They only said, open to the Bible. And I opened, and he jumped out. And guess where they read from? The book of Revelation. Because I used to be so fascinated and intrigued by the things in the book of Revelation. I was scared, but I wanted to know them. I was scared. One way or another, I knew it was true, but I wanted to understand them. So the book of Revelation and then the book of Matthew, where Jesus began to talk about the last days. Those were the, my favorite parts of the Bible then. So immediately the person said, open to the book of... So he picked my interest, and I quickly opened. And when I opened, it opened. So, there were, so it, the glue was instant. So I just sat down there. I didn't remember anything they said. But it was happening. Like, wow, I've been a fool. So God loves us like this. From the book of woes, so to speak. And I got out of that place without an amen coming out. to say, now I'm saved. I believe. I receive. I went straight to my bad guys. And they were my first converts. There are pastors among them today that are still Christians. No, there was no pre-anything. So it's consciousness that makes the difference. The day Paul got born again, have you read it? What did he do? He was going to murder Christians. And he's, he had an encounter. And they, the only prayer he prayed out loud was, Who are you, Lord? <laughs> he confessed, Lord. And then God sent Ananias to him. Say, he's my chosen vessel. So it's not about uh, confess your sin and forsake this one and then God will save you. God has saved. So where did we come from? Everybody has been. Anybody believes that now? Have I flogged that enough? Yeah? Everybody has not been saved. You have a problem with me? With a, okay, what's the problem, sir? So, can you give him the, the microphone? He's, give him a, a microphone. Romans 10 9 says, Okay, I'm actually asking a question. Help me link. You're about to ask a question. Help me link. Romans 10 9 says, If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord, the word if is conditional. Mm. And believe in your heart mm. that God raised him from the dead, mm. you will be saved. Yes. That's if. Then um, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If any man be in Christ, yeah. he's a new creature. So the word if, yes. if, if. Mm. So if you could please help me just link. Okay, let, let me repeat it again. Everybody has been saved. Okay, salvation is for everybody. Is that simple enough? Everybody was paid for. Jesus drew everybody's judgments to himself. Huh? So if he drew everybody's judgment to himself, it means, it means what now? And then if he, also, if he also said that, oh, I lost my train of thought there. He drew everybody's judgment to himself, right? There was a scripture I, I read from. Um, hmm? Okay, but do you accept that he died for everybody? He died for everybody. All right, so that's what I mean by everybody has received. However, not everybody have received salvation. Okay, sir, you want to help us? Sorry, let me 
You know, Jesus used to use parables a lot. So let me use one. So I like to use money, sorry. So let's say there are 20 people here. And a man walks in and says, I want to give everybody a thousand naira. So you are 20 people. And he hands the 20,000 naira to Pastor Martin. And he, <laughs> sorry. And he says, uh, once you clap, he will give you the money. Has he given you the money? No. Hold on. Has he made the provision for you? So the guy has gone. He has counted the number of people here and he has paid for everybody. Ah, I like your analogy. So, Maybe. if you go to Pastor Martin, will you get, get it? Now, but it's being paid for. So you know the reason why is no. Okay, let's say if you go to him. Let's say. Let's say. Let's no say. Let's say clap. No clapping. I'm giving everybody ten thousand. <laughs> I'm giving everybody ten thousand. I'm one thousand. And there are twenty of you. So and he says. Martin, take this 20,000 naira for when everybody. Come, give them. Is your money there? Are you exactly. sure? So, so the, the, the balance, what he's trying to say is that the provision has been made. Has been made. The word is kind of scary to people. You have been paid for. And that's why it's good news. Hold on. The reason why it's... Yes. Eat. Uh-huh. Because you yes, don't believe course. it. Because you don't believe it. Yes, yes. Yes. That's, 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 that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm not sure you're you are okay yet. Okay. If you know that, have you ever been in this situation where, where um, maybe we had all done a sort of work and then the benefit was released for everybody and given to one person? Right? Have you ever seen how men will fight to get it if that person doesn't release it? Why do they do that? They know it's theirs. But was it in their hand? No, it wasn't. It wasn't in their hand. So it's the same thing. Now, the salvation is theirs. Their names are written on it. They need to, in a sense, come and take it. Yes, but has, is salvation available? Then everybody is saved. But everybody has not received salvation. So, so I think the way to balance it now is to say that everybody has been paid, paid for. Yeah, but no, not everybody has gotten the money. No, not gotten. Not everybody has received it. Yes, collected. If you want to say that. Okay, if you believe in your heart you and confess with your mouth, your you shall be saved. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, so now. Oh, okay. Is that one? Yeah. Okay. But but let's let's assume I didn't confess that day. Do you think from that day till now, 23 years later, I have not confessed that Jesus is Lord? You have said it in your heart. Or I have not believed that He is Lord. Who's who, okay? Please give him, sir. Um. I, I fully understand what uh, Pastor Martins is saying. And just to help uh, the guy there, but I know he understands actually. The thing there is this. It, what he's saying, it makes the business of salvation very easy. If you come from that standpoint, you would not be entangled in so many things. You must come from the standpoint of 
The Father has finished the work. Mm -hmm. You're not doing anything. Yours is just to receive. Mm -hmm. But you see, what we've been taught over the years is we are sinners. So we need to do penance. Yes. We need to do some things. You need to pray. You need to fast. Some churches, they'll take you through schools before they come and tell you that, okay, are you are ready to receive. No. So that standpoint will remove the place of judging works. yourself. Yes. Works. Trying to do something to end salvation. Meanwhile, it's free. It's All okay. you needed to do is to come to the place of realization. Consciousness. Realization that Awareness. comes. Actually, you know, and that's why, that's why when you preach, when you minister to somebody and you don't have that consciousness, most times that's, that person will go in circles. Mm. You know, see people, they're not even sure. Have I received? Am I saved? Even here, there are people who are not sure they are saved. They are not sure. I perceive it sincerely. Assurance of salvation. I can, I can pick the signals. They are not sure. <laughs> there are people here who are not sure they are saved. And the reason is that somehow along the way, the way they had been ministered to, but you see, when you go to somebody, you tell him that come, like he said, you are saved. You are saved. Accept. Jesus has finished everything. Only one thing is remaining. Do you, you Do you believe? Accept. accept. Just accept that. Accept. You are saved. Accept. And the moment you are saying, oh, Jesus is Lord. Declaring that Jesus is Lord is enough. <laughs> you're, you're true. Do you understand? Now, the moment you do that and you carry the consciousness of the Father as love. The Father has finished it. Since, not today, I needed not to pray. I needed not to fast. I needed not to be holy. So to speak. Do you get it? So that's a problem. Sometimes we want to get to the place of cleansing ourselves to receive. No, sir. You don't need to cleanse yourself. He had finished it on the cross. Thank you, sir. So ours is just to take and the moment you get that, it, and let me tell you, this is a foundational issue. The funny thing is, it's basic. If you miss it, your Christian you journey just will be in circles. In circles. Just be going in circles. In because circles. at every time, you are not sure. Something happens in your office. Even when you steal. Mm. Even when you do evil. You are saved. You are saved. You have received him. But probably somewhere you've not really, you know, you've not grown in character. But that does not remove the fact that you are saved. It's important. If you catch that foundation, you will build a skyscraper. All right. You will have a, a shipwreck of faith. Thank you, sir. Now, Pastor Freddy wants to say something. Please take the microphone to him. Now, in case maybe you are struggling, like with like so any other person here, that maybe I didn't confess Jesus as Lord. I didn't believe. Do you remember the testimony? When I left that, I left that place believing. So that's one aspect. Abi? The confession took place also immediately because I went to preach and led people to Christ. So what do you want me to do? I confess that you are Lord. I went to preach the Lordship of Jesus. That's confession. Because I already believed. I think it also helps when we put in context who Paul was speaking to or writing to. Okay. Because sometimes the message to the Gentiles is not always the same as the message to the Jews. Jews. 
the Jews, he was calling them out of self-righteousness. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like an end to law is the beginning of it. The Gentiles, he was calling them out of immorality. Mm -hmm. That that idol you seek is not it. But I think that for us to get the full scope of his verse, we might have to backtrack a bit. Yeah. Right? And if we read it in context, we might get um, perspective as to... But I think um, if we go to 8, you read from 9, right? Mm -hmm. uh, 8 was saying, but the faith... Um, I'm reading. But what's is okay. Okay, no, you read, you read. I was okay. reading from TPT, but if you have that, uh, which yeah. one do you have? Uh, yeah, I have KJ. I, usually, I like to read like three translations just to get perspective and yeah. see. Yeah, because, because in truth, KJV is a lot of problem for a lot of people. <laughs> there was sometimes a limitation of translation, so you, I could use NKJV or you can. But this is what it says. But the faith, but the right, the faith righteousness we receive speaks to us in these words of Moses. God's living message is very close to you. Mm as close as your own heart beating in your chest. Okay. As near as the tongue in your mouth. Oh boy. So it's, it's, and then he goes on to say, and what is God's living message? It is a revelation of faith for salvation. Consciousness. Which is the message we preach. For if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will experience salvation. But if you backtrack, he was already telling them that this message is already close to you. As close heart. as your own heart beating in your, your chest. As near as your tongue in your mouth. So it is it's not when you speak it that Jesus died. He has mm -hmm. died. So the, the death has procured for all the human race salvation. The, our identifying with it, right? And sometimes we don't, I'm not, I don't think we should negate asking people to Confess Speak, or yeah. no, no, it's no. not it, but the reality is that we put so much emphasis on the confession and not in the understanding of what is about, so that the consciousness is what brings it home that is already available to you. You are now identified with that which is already true of you, so it can be true in your experience because some things can be true, but is it subjectively true in you? Are you living in the experience of the gospel? Healing is available to every Christian, but are we work, not every Christian is working in that revelation of healing, right? So that in bringing it into your home, bringing it home to you, you're, you're saying it to yourself, you're embracing it, and once that revelation hits you, you, you begin to experience it. It's not because that was the time. Jesus, God had already done it in Christ, right? And what we teach the world is that this is what is available to you. It's not something you need to create or end. Love has called you. Salvation is yours. It's already for you. You're already saved. Awaken to that fact. So take it. You're declaring what is already true. So the gospel is good news. It's not telling the world you're lost and dead. It's telling the world salvation has come and appeared to all men. And yeah. you are in it. Yes. Thank you, sir. So, so yes, the, the gospel is good news. News is not prophecy. News is reported. It means it has happened. So we're saying salvation has happened. Take your own. Because your own is inside. So, but it's on you to either receive or not. And um, with that understanding, a lot of people get saved, truly. And anybody who truly sees it, becomes so thankful to God, falls in love with God. Because the Bible says this is love, not that we love him, but that he first loved us. That's why the love constrains. That's why what God wants us to know, receive, or see is that he loves us. Because when you receive the love of God, the natural response is you will love in return. You would. Because he died for the ungodly. He paid for us all. He paid the debt. So the debt has been paid. So one of the things... 
Question? Question? Hold on, hold on. Question? Okay, so hold on. If it's not question. I said hold on. Then, then I said hold on, yeah. <laughs> I want a question. So, um, so um, uh, yeah, so one of the things in salvation I want us to look at today um, briefly, which will also raise a lot of questions, is also basic, is forgiveness. Ephesians chapter 1. I want us to look at forgiveness. I want us to look at righteousness. But we, I think we can only look at one, you know, because there are two big things. And on this subject, we can split a lot of hairs. Ooh. But salvation is a complete deal. It's a done deal. It's a complete package. You need to know that. We, you may not be able to maybe open up all the passages, all, the, all that's in the pack, package yet. God wants us to. But for whatever reason, many of us are not open to them yet. So it's just like healing. You know that, you know God will not heal anybody again. God is not healing anybody again today. The same way he's not saving anybody. So the, that the fact that you say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I confess you as my Lord. Doesn't mean that God is saving you that day. He has saved you already. Jesus died for you before you were born. Before Nigeria was formed. Before Nigeria ever existed. Jesus had died. So if we understand that simple truth that the works were finished, in fact, the works were even finished before they started. Because Jesus was the lamb that was slain. Hello? Do you understand? Because God knows the end from the beginning. So he finished everything. And then God started. Hmm? Before they begin to act the movie, the script had been written. Right? One or two things will change. Maybe an actor died while they were acting the series. You no, know, they will bring somebody else or they will kill that character as the case may be. But the scripts have been written. Okay. Written. If that does, does it for you. <laughs> okay, Ephesians chapter 1. Um, in whom we have redemption. Verse 7. Sorry, why do I do that? I just assumed that everybody knew. Verse 7. In whom we have redemption through his blood. Now he's explaining what that is. He said, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of, of what? The forgiveness of sins according to what? Say it again. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Let's say that together. One, two, three. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Can we chorus that again at three? One, two, three. According to the riches of his grace. Let's do that one more time. I'm not doing what pastors do. I'm doing something. I want us, I want you to sing. One, two, three. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Now, now, did he say we will have it? In who is the whom there? So in Christ. So am I correct to say that in salvation? Hello? Am I correct? Actually, that's correct. In salvation, you have the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Can we try to plumb the riches of his grace? Let's, let's see if we, can, if we can dig into it. 
<laughs> if you read on, he will tell you that it's beyond, it's beyond finding out. He said, how unsearchable are his ways and his path past finding out. And he said that his grace is sufficient. He said, where sin abound, grace did much more abound. Super abounded. Hmm. What he's saying is that it is, what, what did they tag some people that preach grace? They say it's what? Hyper. That's what, that's when, that word there, where sin abound, grace abounded much more. It's hyper. The Greek word is hyper. So when they say, these people that preach hyper grace, you should, hands up. Oh, correct, sir. I'm guilty. I preach hyper grace. But the difference is, what you think hyper grace means is not what it means. But what it means is clear in the scriptures. Okay. So he said that we have the forgiveness of sins. Not that we are going to have it. So if, if this thought sits in our understanding, then the question somebody was asking that day, but how can you say he committed suicide? I thought she'd be here today. <laughs> say, I heard that um, there was a man, a Christian, who's, um, I think, was it during COVID or something? I don't know. His family died, his wife also, and kids. And he just committed suicide. So, now, the reason why we have those kind of questions and uh, why it is heavy for us to believe that any such person would, would wake up or be in the presence of God after that event is because we do not understand that confession is not what gives you forgiveness. Confessing your sin. Forgiveness of sins is not preconditioned on confession, on confessing the sin. Neither is it preconditioned on forgiving another person. Because Jesus said, if you do not forgive, neither will your heavenly father. You know, we've already trashed that here. <laughs> Do we, we have the teaching, right? In the podcast. Didn't we? We should. Uh, you have to go and search. I don't remember the title of that teaching. Do the work. Go and search for it. <laughs> so, but this says... We have forgiveness. You know, Paul said this, he repeated this thing in Colossians. And then the book of Hebrews is the replete with it. For by one offering, one. He said once and for all time. That's the book of Hebrews. So help yourself read the book of Hebrews. Which chapter? 1 to 12 or 13. Read it, you see there. It's plenty inside. Read it. Eh? It's plenty inside the book of Hebrews. So forgiveness of sins is, is, a, is 
part of the packages of salvation. It's an inheritance that belongs to those who have received salvation. It's inside salvation. Paul said that much in Acts chapter 26 when he was given an account as to the assignment Jesus gave him. He said he sent him to, the, to deliver him from the Jews and from the Gentiles to whom he sending him so that he will preach to them the forgiveness of sins, which is an inheritance amongst those that are saved. Acts chapter 26. Then in Colossians chapter 2, Colossians chapter 2, I like this one, mm. Colossians chapter 2, mm. Mm. as in you have to read the whole, it's too sweet, okay, um, it says, let me read from verse 9. It's a bit long. He said, For in him, in Christ now, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him. I hope you know that you means me. Yeah. Right? You means you. He says you are complete in Christ, which is the head of all principality and power. You remember we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Against who? Against what? And who is the head here? Oh boy. <laughs> In whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands in putting off of the body of sins of the, of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Buried with him in baptism wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God. You see, see how you are risen? The faith of the operation of God. Who had raised him from the dead. Verse 11. It says, And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened or made alive together with him. Hello? How did he do it? The next verse, the next statement. Having forgiven you all trespasses. Not some. You didn't stop there. Having what? Having, do you people have King James here? Or you want to, oh, let's read it in another translation. Oh, no, this is KJV I'm reading, yes. The King James Version. But let's, he says you have, you, he has forgive, forgiven his present, past, or future tense. Huh? Forgiven. Is it past? It's past party people. <laughs> right? Okay. That's, I know, I know. We've not even got into the, to the juice of it, but it's just beginning to pick up. It says, through our union with him, verse 11 of um, Colossians chapter 2, I'm reading TPT. We have experienced circumcision of heart. All of the guilt and power of sin has been cut away and is now extinct because of what Christ, the anointed one, has accomplished for us. Mm. Let me try the message. Message. Entering into this fullness is not something you figure out or achieve. Hello, brothers. Entering Oyadagaba. So I'm, I'm, I'm connected and united with omnipotence. Do you understand? It's omnipotence is inside me. The same one who created the whole world. He's living, it's not his finger, it's not his finger that's inside you. It's everything that he is. His essence, his fullness. That's why he said you are full and complete in him. Anybody who is almighty should be able to do that. And we have some movies and cartoons like that. Aladdin, for one. You see what the genie does? So the genie can fill up this place now. There will be 50,000 of the genie and he's the one standing and... Right? That's a nature of God. 
That's a component of Almighty. But they say it's genie. They got the inspiration somehow, but they didn't know how to express the light, but they still, they still put it out. So we, who are children of the light, should catch it immediately. God can be everywhere at the same time. Speaking 50 million languages at the same time. I mean, how do you think he does it? The day you are praying, some of that people are, different people are praying different parts of the world, talking to the same one person, speaking different languages, and he's responding to all of them. How? At the same time, he's almighty. Okay, message, right? He said, he said, it's not a matter of being circumcised. It's not a matter of saying, Lord Jesus, come into my life. <laughs> it's not a matter of being circumcised or keeping a long list of laws. No, you're already in, inside us. Not through some secretive initiation rites, but rather through what Christ had, <laughs> through what Christ has already done or gone through for us, destroying the power of sin. Let me go back to my KJV. Because I want to finish, I want to finish it from there. No, don't worry, I don't want to read. It's actually finished the message. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> message, message to. There's, there's a place, right? The brother said there's a, there's a place. <laughs> there's a place that used to bite. If it's an initiation ritual you're after, you've already been through it by submitting to, to baptism, okay? Going under the water was a burial of your old life. Coming up out of it was a resurrection. God raising you from the dead as he did Christ. When you were stuck in your old sin dead life, you were incapable of responding to God. God brought you alive right along with Christ. Think of it, all sins, all sins, all sins, the slate wiped clean. All sins forgiven, the slate wiped clean. The old arrest warrant, this is talking about the Ten Commandments now, canceled and nailed to Christ's cross. How can somebody read this <laughs> and understand it? He said, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, that was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them. That's another, that's another party altogether. But, but what I'm stressing out today is that forgiveness has been given, that you are forgiven. The sin you will commit tomorrow, you are forgiven. That's the one that Pentecostals don't want to hear. No, they don't want to hear it. The one you will commit tomorrow, you have, you know, do you know that? Did you, do you remember in the book of Malachi, say, I'm the Lord God, I change not. Right? He said, that's why you sons of Jacob are not consumed. God has not changed though. He was like this in the Old Testament. Because you need to go back and read the things he gave to Moses. He gave them, you know that there was a sacrifice they needed to sacrifice at the end of the day to cover all the sins of that day. Yeah. And then they sacrificed in the morning to cover the sins that they will commit. In advance for the sins they will commit. And that was a type and shadow of this. 
So God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their, do you know what that means? Not imputing their trespasses against, who can give me another word for that? Not imputing their trespasses. I have the word, but I want somebody who's following. Not what? Not counting. Not counting. David said that same thing in Psalm, I think, 34. Blessed is the man. Go to the Read Bible. <laughs> Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. He now said, whose sins? Hey. Whose sins are covered? Paul repeated it in Romans chapter 4. He said, wasn't this what David was talking about when he says, Blessed is the man to whom God will not count sin? Not imputing their trespasses against them. So how dare you say because he committed suicide? So he didn't have the opportunity of confessing the sin because the Bible says if you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you. Then they now say that means if you don't confess it, he will not forgive you. Everybody's sins has been paid for. For God to condemn you for your sin will be double jeopardy. Lawyer, let her tell you what double jeopardy means. And God will become unjust to do that. So when you hear things like, it's the sin of our fathers, that's why God is punishing us. You just know where they are taught. The foundation is out of place for them. They don't even know basic. Doesn't matter who's saying it. They don't know basic. Because salvation is a complete whole package. And in salvation, you have forgiveness. I didn't say it all. Romans, Ephesians chapter 1 said, it, say, in whom you have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. You see it in Colossians chapter 1 as well. Mm. Yes, it's in Colossians chapter 1. I know I've read it that year. Yes. Colossians. Ah, Colossians chapter 1 is lovely. <laughs> you better go and read it. Hallelujah. Anybody found it? 13 or 14? Uh, um, yes, 14. In whom we have, again, verbatim, repeated verbatim. In whom we have redemption, even the forgiveness of sins. We have it. No, or not, do you get? We have it. So that's why you say you are forgiven. It's not for past trespasses. It's for past, present, and even future. Yeah, continue. Ah, like that. Continuous. <laughs> now, if God could not have forgiven you your sins in the future, you could not be saved. Because when Jesus paid for it, your sin was in the future. Your, trespass, your trespasses were in the future. So when you came, Jesus would have had to die again to forgive you afresh. Yes. Imagine how he would be dying. 
That's why it was once. It was the sacrifice to end all sacrifices. You can't, you can't receive this. That's why Paul said, he called it, or the writer of it would say, so great is salvation. You can't catch a glimpse of it, really. It freed me not to live in sin. It freed me to live like God. Like, because I received it, it was, it was not preached anywhere. So I don't know how God did it that I received it. I was set free immediately. And I started preaching it. I didn't understand the scope of it yet. It's not like I understand everything yet. So I didn't understand that I can understand now. Do you get? But it was there. It was there. It was seated there. That, no, this thing is... And then I started preaching it. And I've been living and enjoying it. So anybody who experiences, anybody who gets a hold of this, life, there are not enough demons hatched out of hell that will push you to derail. No, they are not there. Have you ever seen any billionaire who wants, okay, they said there was one, the one was, there was one, is it Francis of Assisi? Who left his riches? Right? And became a poor man. Oh, of course. But do you think it's commonplace? Would, would you like to... How many of you have Sokban before? You know what Sokban is? How many of you have... You've lived a kind of life before that to see Gary drink now gold? Eh? He said what? <laughs> What do you call it? Sakba life. life. No, no, really. A lot, that's almost all of our stories though. Some people were born with silver spoons. Some of us were not born with spoons. Do you get? Used to wear tier tier pints to play in the road. Bernard, in fact, you didn't even used to have, okay, your school, your school, your school nickel used to have holes that they would patch or you would not use and then your shoe open, then you can. How many of you ever went to school without shoes? Apart from Jonathan. I did. When Jonathan said it, I said, no, forget now. All of us, I mean, many of us, I experienced it. I went to school without shoes. How many of you think I would like to go back to that? So that's how it is when you, when you taste of this great salvation. Nothing can push you back. You can't experience Jesus and turn away from him. What truly happens when you experience Jesus is you are willing to lay your life down for him. That's what happens. So I'm not saying those who are not willing are not saved. I've not received salvation, no. But enlightenment and awakening to these things, that's what it does to you. So like Paul, you say, I'm ready to. So they brought prophecy that the owner of this mantle, they, when he go, they will, kill, they will catch him, they want to kill him. And then they began to cry and pray. Paul said, why your heart they break for me? That they will arrest me and beat me. And you are crying and begging me not to go. He said, but forget it. I'm willing to die. I died here. 
Paul and Silas, they prayed. They were not singing and praying and operating principles that lead to deliverance. I hope you know that. Why do you think they were praying and singing? Eh? I think, yes, they were, they were excited, they were happy. Oh, they, let me the beat for Jesus like this. But in my mind, in looking at that scripture and then looking at the things that was happening, things that were happening then, you know, once you are there like that, what's the next thing? It's death. So they, may, they might have discussed, so, Paul, that means we'll see Jesus tomorrow. Hey, we'll see party, you know, party. Because he said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. It was the same Paul who taught all that. He said, um, I have a hard decision to make. Like, uh, whether I should go to Canada or stay in Nigeria. I already have Canada President, Canada Prime Minister sent me a visa to come and work with the, with the parliament. But uh, I don't know whether I'm going to go or I'm going to stay in this Nigeria. But that's an obvious choice now. <laughs> Even honorable. You know what Paul said? He said, um, Yes, Philippians chapter one. He said, I'm, 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 I'm trying to choose. I'll stay because of you guys. I'll, I'll stay. He was talking about dying like he was going to Canada. In Nigeria, we understand that. And then Peter said the same thing. He said, the Lord has shown me that I will put off. He was talking about transition. Salvation is, is deep, man. It's dope. It's dope. So we can't, we can't preach it enough. We can't open up everything to you in four weeks, in eight weeks, in 52 weeks. You would also need to go in. You would need to go in. We can only show you the door. That's what we can do. We can only show you the door. You would have to. And walk in. Salvation, is, it's beautiful. It's not about going to heaven. And heaven is not a reward for living a good life. It's not a reward. We established that the first day anyway, so. Hallelujah. Yes. So that's what I'm wrapping up today. Do we have questions, queries, comments, contributions? <laughs> comments. Thank you so much. Um, you know, this is, I'm, I'm always so happy. Because before, when you're saying this, you're like, this church, okay, guys, we're going to take a couple of questions, right? Now, this is what it is. Part of the expansion or the growth is that you will have some things that will challenge you. Please don't put the Bible away. Don't run away. Wrestle. Every growth comes with tension. Yeah. Um, and the journey from the known to the unknown comes with tension. But I just want to quickly, in two minutes or five minutes, we will collectively define two ways to interpret the Bible, two ways to define everything. There, there, there is just two ways. And it starts with where you put God and how you see God, right? So here at the tribe, we actually call it union and separation, right? So we'll do this. I'll, I'll say this is, um, this, is, um, this is separation. Separation is now bigo. This is union. All right, guys. So literally, when we say, let's start by, in separation, what is church? Guys, so a church is a place, or is a building, or a synagogue. In union, what is church? 
you. So church is a people, right? It's a person, person or people. So when Paul says that God doesn't dwell in buildings made by hands, but that's made by God, he was defining that we, right? So let's talk in um, what, is, what is the understanding of salvation in separation? Well, I think it's something you obtain by saying a sinner's prayer. What is salvation in union? Something you realize. Something you realize, right? Something you come into. So let's, yeah, let's also talk about what is the gospel in, in separation. They won't tell you, but if you listen to it, <laughs> would they come there? Okay, hold that one, anyone? The gospel. No, the gospel is, um, I would say, well, maybe this one, God's warning. Yeah, God's warning for danger. What is the gospel in union? Good news. Good news, the declaration. So what is your understanding of prayer in separation? There, there are many, but one of it is something you do to connect. Something you do to connect with God. In union, it's something you do from connection. Yeah. You are connected, so it flows, right? It's a, so you're not praying to, you're praying, right? Yeah. So what, where is the Holy Spirit in separation? Upon. It is a, is an, is an encounter. Is a, you know, are, okay, even if we dwell on prayer, prayer becomes something you do for connection. Sometimes you, you said something else in prayer, in separation. Yeah. In, yeah, it's trying to change the mind of God, right? And you know, what will it be? It's alignment. Yes, it's alignment. And what is moving is not God. It's the illusions you believe about yourself. The lies you've erected about yourself. So if you dwell on it, it takes on a whole new meaning. Holy Spirit comes. Like, so, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're in a typical... If, no, but you know, say some days, the thing they come out for here, you don't say, brother, but let's pretend I doesn't come. You don't say, like, a, a, let's just welcome the Holy Spirit now, guys. Just close your eyes. The Holy Spirit is about to come. And then, so you are, well, let's welcome him. Let's welcome him. Welcome. Yeah, so he comes and goes. But in union, what's the understanding? It's the indwelling presence of God. He doesn't go on sabbatical. You understand? So give me another concept. What's another concept? Heaven. In separation, what's the understanding of heaven? It's first a destination that you are headed. So live right and be. So in this place, the, the understanding is that heaven is, you know, we have it all that songs. Heaven is your own. Heaven. We sing it. What is heaven in union? Heaven is actually an indwelling reality. Is a consciousness. So the Bible, is, the, the gospel is not about you escaping to heaven, but heaven came. That heaven has come, you, my friend. So when Jesus was defining the kingdom, for us, when you, people would define kingdom, when they say kingdom of God, the kingdom of God oftentimes is many things here. They talk about the kingdom of God as, um, as what? Maybe they talk about it as principles. It's always something external. When Jesus described the kingdom, what did he define as the kingdom? It's within you. Thank you. So the kingdom life is the activation of the Holy Spirit in a man. The awakening. Once you are waking to the life of God in you, the kingdom has started. More concepts. Which other concepts? Let's say, we don't do church now. 
more, 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 more. Worship. Worship in separation. It's time for worship. It's time for worship. So, is the song we sing the slow one? Once a brother and a praise, you don't have to praise, you have to move it up a bit. Right? So, it's a song. You understand? But what is, what is worship? What is worship in union? It's a lifestyle. It's a disposition of your heart. So every activity that you're doing is engaging from that place of worship, right? So what's other, another concept here that we could, let's talk about where, what is, um, um, in, this, in the context of the gospel, separation, uh, the, the gospel is always about excluding people. So the gospel is how people don't belong. In union, it's about God's inclusion. So God is not a tribal God. Let's even talk about where is God. God in separation is that white man sitting in the sky waiting for you. Watching over your every move. No, sir, you've done it again. Put her name back on the other side. Where is God in union? God reaches to you. He's one with you. He comes in union. So if in separation, God is in enmity with man. They won't tell you this way, but your gospel is preached from a place that is as though God is in enmity with man. But what is in union? God has banished the distance. So God is not, you don't interpret the Bible as I'm here, God is here. We are separate. You interpret it that God is for me. So in separation, God is mad at you. In union, God is madly in love with you. In separation, God tolerates you. In union, God cherishes you. In separation, God punishes you. In this place, God redeems. Forgiveness in separation is yours to beg or ask. In union, it's yours to collect. It's yours to receive. So we don't say you're forgiven. Right? You receive it. Exercise that. Literally every concept in the Bible. In, okay, let's Bible. What's the Bible in separation? Yeah, the rule book. The word of God. But you know, how do we see it? It's a witness to the word. The word becomes a person, Christ. When we talk about spirituality, in separation, what is spirituality? Spirituality is an activity. It's an activity. In union, what is spirituality? It's a state of being. It's not doing, it's being. So it is not, it's not something you just do. It's a being and everything flows from the being. So the doing, the prayer, is because you're spiritual. You're not, you're not made spiritual because you pray. It's that you're spiritual, you pray. Right? So, what else? Spirituality. Um, literally, the Bible takes on a whole new meaning. When you hold that Bible, you understand? Here, yeah, the Bible is that written by one author. That's the way they see it. Giving. What interpretation, what is giving? You give to obtain. In union, you give because you have. Yeah. Yeah, you give is a response, right? In, in, in separation, God's love is yours to find. In union, you live in it. You are loved. You live in love. And it's not so much that you are loved. The whole human race have been embracing his love. So I don't look at you as a potential person to warn you of hell. I look at you as a father's beloved, reminding you of home. When Jesus talked about the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the prodigal son, nothing of it was about kicking people out. It was about going to bring them in. Where did we get this idea that God is still trying to kick people out? It's the church that is kicking people out. God has always brought them in. 
blue or white, God loves all. God doesn't see the, the paradigms as we see them. So everything about you, even your definition of self, if we put it here, there's a way you see yourself in separation, right? There's a place you see yourself in union. If your identity is rooted in separation, it's actually too, it will fracture you. In separation, your identity is first that you are human. But in union, you're spiritual, having a human experience. In separation, you're a human, just experiencing spirituality every pocket of Sundays and when Maverick music is playing. So you just get spiritual, you're, you're back. But in union, it flows from the state of being. What is the concept? Everything in the gospel is redefined. What is born again here? Born again is actually something after your sinner's prayer, you obtain it. What is born again here? Consciousness. The awakening of the understanding that you belong. Right? What is God here? Our source. What is, what is God in separation? Something distant. Yeah, God comes home. He's one with us. We are home. Everything. Like this place, when you hold the lens of the Bible, you will read it and you will not stop because the Bible comes alive as relationship. What is the relationship between man and God? Rules. God is a schoolmaster. Here, the relationship is relationship. It's not rules. Can you today begin to think how you can replace the rules with love? Here, what is the paradigm of thinking? Fear. What is the paradigm of thinking here? Love. So they respond in fear. It's a shame-based gospel of reward and punishment. God is not into reward and punishment as we think. In Christ, he came to remove the punishment. He dealt with it. Here, they will tell you, if you do this, you reward it. If you do that, here we begin with what Christ has done. In union, in separation, it's about what you need to do to obtain. In union, it's about realizing what God has done to bring you. In separation, it starts with what you believe about God. In union, it begins with you realizing what God believes about you. Like, this gospel is greater than you can imagine. It's better than you know. It's oftentimes too good to be true. Any questions? Okay. Ike, Ike. Yeah, that's fine. We'll take that. Praise God. Okay, I just really hope that this question will not come off as um, selfish, but I need to understand the concept of reward when it comes to living our lives for God. So if you're saying that we don't have to do some certain things to obtain salvation, like we are already saved. So are you saying that for this person that has lived a more sacred life in court, and this other person that just has that knowledge of I'm saved and he's just doing, living his life, basically. So, I mean, is there some sort of reward for the person that lived more sacredly than the other person? I'm not, I'm not asking because I feel like I'm living good, but. You don't have to justify it. You don't have to justify it, it's fine. Okay. Your, your question. Unrelated, Sha. All right, that's fine. But, I have a question about like a co the corporate feeling of the Holy Spirit. So you, you know how, obviously, he lives in everybody. But obviously, when we come as a group, yeah. it's different. I don't, like, I don't know the right words to use to explain, but it's different. There's an atmosphere. There's an atmosphere, and people have called it the Holy Spirit is here. But he was here, but he's here. He's manifested. Yeah, he, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know what 
the right word to say it. But clearly there's something and like they're not they're not missing the mark. Maybe they are saying it wrong, but they're not missing the mark that okay now the presence of the Holy Spirit is here, miracles are happening. Those things are true. So what is the balance there that he didn't just come, but a corporate atmosphere is bringing something that in our houses is not there. Okay, I can. Um, good evening, everybody. Um, so we see God has done, God has done, God has done. So right now, God's not doing it anymore. That's like, I want to really know. You get so. God is like And And if, if you want to put it that way, like, say, the, the, just confess, you, it's in your hands, you get Thanks, put pressure on me a lot. <laughs> Yeah, so sometimes this don't happen, like, you're not confess enough. You're not, you know, you get my point, like, so, can we find, like, let me be able to blame God, that God didn't give it to me. You understand? <laughs> so, Ike, what's your question? No, I, because I followed you and I just started laughing. And by the time I go back, it's okay, we don't finish. So, so I'm saying, it's like, is, it, do we, is, there a, is, there a, is there a point where we say, okay, this one, God will give you because he knows best. Yeah? Okay. Is it, it's like, is it some things that, like, if you didn't get because... Okay, if he has done, he has done all things, and you still don't have all things. <laughs> <laughs> and you say we should, we, we should, what we're saying that we just go you know, confess. We have a Pentecostal answer. Do you want the Pentecostal answer for that question? <laughs> There's a very Pentecostal answer. <laughs> All right. Who else? Who else are there? Martins, respond to that one. Yes. <laughs> no, but you know, we, you guys will chip in. Everybody will chip in. All Again, right. we call it question and response. And it's a decent way to say it's a response. So, yeah, go ahead. Okay, yes. So, so God has done, for instance, God has healed somebody. And the person is not healed um, physically, right? Okay. Um, let me give you a, a natural example, an everyday thing. Um, if I pay money to your account now, let's say GT to GT, and you receive an alert, have I given you the money? Do you have the money in your hand? Huh? Do you have the paper? Huh? It's hold on, hold on. You have it in your account. But it's, assuming you it's received, not your pocket. Assuming you receive the alert. No, now wait now. We're comparing, we'll compare things, right? Assuming you received the alert, right? If you received an alert here as you're seated now, 10 million error, will your, will your appearance change? Will your appearance change? All right, you will know, right? You would know. So you see where the difference is? Because you know what happens to you. The way the guy will walk out of here, it will change. So, so do you know that God has done? Hmm. Do you? It begins from there, really. Do you know that God has done? Because, because actually, you know, we, do not, we, we read the Bible. We read um, 1 Peter or 2 Peter. It says, by whose stripes ye were healed. And yet, for those that it concerns, I'm, I have prayed about my eyes. I'm still wearing eyeglass. 
So God, how far? So who's lying? God or you? For the record, my own glasses is younger. <laughs> I love it. Right? Now, okay, I believe God has done it. I intend not to fit it. I believe God has done it. I'm happy, but I'm the glasses. <laughs> eh? No, I'm saying that. I'm saying, eh? Yes. No, 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 that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. Now, now, there was one time we were talking about these things here. I spoke about gestation period. Then, you know, there are seeds. The, everything in life operates on seed principle. And then, of course, Jesus in the parable of the sower said, the seed is the word. Some received the word and then they took off. But it had no depth. So when the issues of life came, and those things came yeah. for the word. Do you understand? Abraham, Romans chapter 4. So Abraham considered not his own body. Body, I hope you know it's not his hands. It's his reproductive, his genitals. His ministry material, bad guy. He considered not his own body, which was now dead. He being a hundred years old. Without Viagra. Abraham was sterile, is what he was saying. And he was aware of his sterility. And yet God said, next year, Abraham... By this time next year, Isaac will show. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's deadness. Womb. You see, he didn't consider it. So I believe God has said it. I, I believe, but my eyes still not. What am I considering? What am I focusing on? Mm. So it's tough when, you, when it's personal, when it's your body. It's tough. But if you stay with the word, mm. eh? if you stay with the word, Every time, every time you put, have you ever farmed? Every time you put, let's say, cassava stick, stem, do you go back there the next day to try to see? Open, open, which is what we do with all good things like this. But God has done it, and we check. Because every, every seed has gestational period. As I can go on, eh? Should we? Should we? Your choice. That's on you. <laughs> So let me give you my own physical example. I had, I had, I had stomach ulcer. When I, after, before I got born again, I had it. In fact, that's like one of the most severe sickness I've had. Where, so I was living with medication. I was going around with medication. I've shared that testimony here before. So one day, I received the word. I received the word from Archbishop Benson Dawesha preaching. He was already little. He said something, he jumped out and hit me. One house. I received the word and I believed it. So while I was going, I had the medication in my breast pocket. I was going for Bible study. And I thought to myself, but if I am healed already, what am I doing with this? Nobody say, if you are truly healed, and you you throw, throw away your medication, remove your glasses. No, I just thought to myself, but I'm truly healed. Now, it's not like the condition had changed physically, but I had believed that I was healed. That God did that long time ago, so I threw it away. Guess what? After a few months, the attack came. I didn't go back to the medication. I stayed. I didn't go back on the ground. <laughs> I stayed. It continued for several years until it stopped continuing. But it didn't change my mind that I was healed. Let me add to this. The one scripture, so we can go quickly. We have three questions to go. When the Bible says, guard your hearts, yeah. it's because you think on one hand you believe the word. But in your conversations, in your moments alone, you're entertaining everything that stifles the potency of the word. So Martins is making a point, guard it, guard your heart, right? 
it's been deliberate and intentional about letting this word come to life. You speak it, you keep speaking it. Sometimes the circumstance hasn't changed. Hold on to the word. Hold fast to the word. Stand in it. In fact, there was a way you say contend for this word. Like anything around you that is negating it, contend yes. to keep it. Believe this against all odds. Right? This is how you see results. Now, I was at a, a program where one pastor says, if you're wearing glasses here, yeah, he made it a scene. Like, and guess what? You know, I just love it. I have no intention of removing it just yet. Because people wouldn't take me very seriously when I was younger if I wasn't wearing it. So it started by loving it, but that's not the point. The point is, much younger, I used to use an, I used to use inhaler, right? And when I started to grow in my faith, I faded it out. I just woke up one day, it was in my dry, I didn't throw it away, Sha. Aisha just did not use it. One day I was looking at it, I was like, ah, this thing. I, and then my, young, my first son, Kaima, when he was younger, he battled bronchitis. In fact, one of the doctors told us, ah, you have to get him and inhale. I said, no, he's not going through that. Yeah, he, stood it. he doesn't use it. Right? He doesn't use it. But because I know, it, I know enough not to dwell on it, I just didn't give it consciousness. Now, you spoke about, if you spoke about the corporate essence, that when we gather and we worship and we pray, the Holy Spirit come, right? What we are trying to correct is that people tend to think that's the only way the Holy Spirit manifests. So what we are saying is that he dwells in you when you're alone in your house. is no less holy because you're alone. When you're in your toilet, it's no less holy because you're there. Your holy ground, wherever you go, your holy ground, it doesn't stop that when we gather, there is still the manifestation and the atmosphere. There is still the corporate. It doesn't take away from that, but we are saying to that, add... To this, but don't reduce God or limit Him to just that corporate essence of Him, right? And as you worship, as you pray, yes, things are doing, but because that's an atmosphere that unlocks people's faith. Somehow, people can trust that they, that mo moment of possibility brings that pregnancy and they're able to tap. Up. So it doesn't take away that, but when you are alone in your house, crying about your ex-boyfriend or your ex-girlfriend, the Holy Spirit is there. When you're eating Iba, the Holy Spirit is there. If you're gardening, it's a spiritual thing. If you're a chef baking, it's as spiritual as the sermon. Like we have reduced spirituality to a Sunday experience and we've stolen, we, we need to reclaim it. Expand your understanding of spirituality to embody everything. When you're coding, it's a spiritual moment because you don't stop being spiritual when you're doing those things. So we are saying to this art, now we spoke about reward and punishment. Sure, 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 sure. At that time, where it's as though the Holy Spirit comes, He didn't come and He never left. He has always been. Do you remember Jacob said the, he had a dream, and then when he woke up, he said, "The Lord, the Lord was, but I didn't know." So what happened was that you were not perceptive. So when we come together like that in a corporate garden of worship, and then we begin to sing and do all those things, you sort of you sort of step out of your human consciousness, and you you're, uh, you become. Awaken, like you become aware that the presence is here. He didn't just come. Mm. That same thing you became aware of goes with you too far, even when you are committing sin. There was, there was a teaching we did here where we said, even your feelings are prayers. We said your feelings are prayers, your thoughts are prayers. So when you are here, the music is helping you connect. Both your feelings are not plugged in. So the things that you're seeing, feelings are so powerful though. In fact, when we teach people how to experience healing, we actually don't tell them experience healing. And then we said, get into the mind the way you will feel if you have it and feel your way into the experience. 
you don't experience your way into the feeling. You feel your way into your experience. So the corporate worship is about helping you feel your way into the experience. Yeah. Simon, the context between man and God, my relationship with my son is not defined by reward and punishment. I don't just come to him and if everything he does for me is so that he gets, oh, that I want, I want, I want money, I want this. No, relationship is about just being and dwelling. So am I, in, am I kind enough to give my son stuff, but my relationship should not be him escaping my punishment or enjoying my reward. The context of Christ, he elevated it from duality. That is not about God punishing you or rewarding you. It's about knowing that God has given you all things in Christ. You are now a son. coming to your father's love. Reward and punishment is a slave thinking. A slave operates from that context of reward and punishment. So a slave knows that if I do this, I obtain. But in God, you're not necessarily, even the, remember the guy, morality is not a reward. It's not a reward for righteousness. If at best, it might look like a fruit of a man that has experienced the life of God. But it's not that your mo- there are moral people today who are not committing sin, but they are not necessarily in the understanding or the consciousness of salvation. But they're moral. They're just disciplined. They were not very broken. Not a few traumas. Maybe a few traumas. Now, there are some Christians that are broken that experience that, right? So the idea, if your pursuit of God is about, bless me, Lord, I want money, God will bless you regardless of that thing, but get out of the slave mindset because all things are yours. You're not in your father's house to obtain. God is not a means to an end. God is the end and the means. So when God becomes, when you, when you get caught up in a reward Christianity, everything is so easy to get. And you get manipulated because everything about giving is so you get. You don't understand that you live beyond that place of obtaining by giving. You live in abundance. So you, at any point in time, you must operate from the fact that all things the father has is yours, right? It's not that God, so now the, the, the guy, the prodigal son, the elder brother was lost in his morality. He needed saving from his morality. The, lost, the younger one was lost in his immorality. He needed saving from his immorality. Both the immoral and the moral need saving. Or need the realization that it's not their morality that will save. It's not in the lostness of it. That your salvation is a person, Christ. Christ is salvation. It's embodied in that essence. Right now, there's, there are other dimensions of reward and punishment that says your works will be tested by fire. So those are different things. He didn't say you will be tested by fire. He's saying your work will be tested by fire. Everything you do out of a motive that is not rooted in love doesn't hold the weight in God's eyes because God is all he is. If you're being kind, you use, you use 100K by Indomie. Carry go motherless babies home. Then use 1 million do PR. Now, that work will draw, by fire, in all reach, in all gauge. You understand? You know, but you've taken a couple of pictures. Your friends wore shirts. They wore the big picture. They entered there, moving, we wearing this nice plate, whatever. And at the end of the day, we do things out of love. And Jesus is saying, some things you conceal so that eyes will not see. But in God's eyes, he sees because God sees the motive. He wants to know that the motive is powered by love. Let all we do be powered by love not obtaining love, not obtaining acceptance. You are living from acceptance. You're living from that place. You're not living to obtain. You are already your father's love. You're not living to perform. You are free from performance, right? Separation will tell you that all you need is to have faith in a higher God. You know what Union tells us? We live by faith, supplied by the higher God. Your faith is supplied. Everything God demanded, you already met in Christ. There was nothing God did demand that, that demanded that he didn't already meet. So guys, open yourself to this expansive beauty of life in God. It's an adventure. Ball. Take every step with faith, 
Go for it. Live your life in the abundance of your Father. Let's just pray tonight. Tonight, I see God expanding our minds. He's expanding the dimension of your understanding. He's expanding you to see. See. See the dimensions. He says the depths I will take you in. You will dive deep. Today, there is an end of fear. God has ended every fear. Every voice of torment that has pulled you apart. God is speaking to fear. Cease. Peace. Be still. Today we speak to fear. We speak to shame. We speak to condemnation. That they have nothing on you. Every voice of the enemy that has rattled you. God has rewarded you in Christ. Christ is your reward. He took your punishment on the cross. And he's your reward. He has freed us completely to live in the flow of his love. You are loved forever. You are his forever. You are his. You are loved. There is no more doubt. You are forever saved. You are forever claimed. The scales are falling from your eyes. See the beauty that you are through your father's eyes. He has marked you with a seal of approval forever. You can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelagos.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.